0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good, good noontime, good min- whatever time of day it is. I want you to know, I'm Lynn Ferguson and i proved this message. I'm Lynn Ferguson, also known as Lynn Tennyson, your host here on the show. Lynn Spins, a podcast dedicated to Black life in America and all over the world in music. Today I want to talk about racism in the workplace and how it's driving these great numbers of Black women, unprecedented numbers of Black women from the traditional workplace and into the arms of the admiral no i'm playing. <laughs> into the arms of remote work from home positions you want to know more tell you more well t- sit back relax grab a snack and let's jump in lens job at the moment. And I'm about to take a, now mind you, I'm about to take a, an offer for a $25 an hour position, um, a remote position. And lately I've been thinking a lot about why I'm not at my job. You know, why I quit um, and what I'm going to do moving forward so that I don't have to deal with the same... I don't walk into another similar situation, you know? Basically what happened is I started the job about five, six months ago, um, back in uh, late March, early April. I was a uh, fine jeweler at Macy's and it was a horrible situation. It was an absolutely horrible situation. And I went through hell And every day was just like, I mean, I guess if I had to sum it up, it was racial discrimination, sexual harassment, gender discrimination, retaliation based upon the aforementioned Specifically, the racism in reporting that, and um, retaliation, and a hostile work environment all combined into one situation. You know, I had problems with um, uh, bosses not allowing me uh, to live or to work in a peaceful environment, undisturbed by you know the attacks and onslaught of bullshit from. Racist individuals uh, and co workers. I had to deal with certain supervisors, um, seeming like they were trying to set me up uh, to go down for some kind of, you know, uh, larceny or something like that because certain things that were happening, with certain cases being left open in my presence, um, where the diamonds were, um, by a senior associate who had just told me she was gonna report me for doing the same thing. Things like that really helped me to, you know, paint this picture for you. And so I started the job, I guess I'll just start from the beginning. And the first two days or day or so I was trained um, by, uh, with this guy who was 19, I believe. And, um, he was Bosnian or he is Bosnian. And, um, we seemed to hit it off pretty well. And I was talking a lot. I do talk a lot. So, um, you know, maybe he was just being nice and listening to me, but he really didn't want to talk to me. Um, who knows, but he seemed to hide it well in that moment, if that was the case. Um, Because when we hit the floor the next day or so, he was not approachable. He would not talk to me. He did not, you know, I would say hello when I walked past. He wouldn't say anything. Um, He would um, just seem to go out of his way intentionally to just not acknowledge me. Um, Even when I would acknowledge him sometimes, it would seem as though he was snubbing me you know, with, like, these weird looks of, like, uh, what are you saying something to me for? You know, things like that. And I took it as, okay, I'm a transgender Black woman. Maybe he can tell. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, um, one of the main reasons that I have decided to uh, take a step back is because I'm not making enough money, or at least I wasn't, um, and... Um, For myself, period, and also to be able to, you know, um, deal with the job and feel comfortable at the job every day. So, what do I mean by that? Basically, I didn't have enough money to afford all of my utilities, um, my living expenses, my rent, and to be able to build up my wardrobe. You see, I was homeless in the beginning of this year. So, you know, I was literally like on the streets (laughs) like i had nowhere to go at at times um i was i had to move to denver colorado um because there was nowhere for me to go in st louis it was just a lot and um i've talked about this in previous episodes as a matter of fact i talked about the uh racism as well um at uh, my job at this job um in an earlier episode I think in season four or five so after that started happening with that guy I was just like okay this is kind of weird I guess we'll call him person a since he's the first one we're talking about and um, so male a will be will do them by gender and by um, letters so male a um, and I had that weird interaction. So I started ignoring him and not saying anything to him. And then, of course, when I did that, he started speaking to me. So it was a really weird situation because at this point, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm just like, okay, the guy doesn't, you know, like me for whatever reason. Um, okay, move on. But then he basically tries to make... He's basically trying to make something happen, you know what I'm saying? Like, trying to make you know, make me have to deal with his presence and, you know, the negativity that comes with it. And it was just weird. Cause it's like, okay, now she's gotten to the point where she's not, you know, um, um, trying to talk to me anymore. And she's even ignoring me. So let me go out of my way to try to say something to her. So he starts trying to talk to me. Um, it wasn't really like all the time or anything. It was just like once in a blue moon, he would like say something weird you know it just didn't come off right like one time he came over and this was after i'd already talked to woman a who is um acquaintance acquainted with him i think even outside of the job even though she's in her i think she's like 24 or 25 um versus his 19 so you know um woman a um, I had reported to her, which I didn't report it to her, you know, I didn't even know she's a manager at this point. Um, we were just, we had just clicked since I got there. And, um, she's a person who, um, uh, she was claiming sometimes that she was going by they pronouns and them, but then, you know, everybody would call her she and then she would answer to she and then she also said that she didn't care what pronouns she got but then when people call her a he she got upset so it was just like what are we talking about here but um you know she's a cisgender woman so whatever so um she's also talking about getting her name changed but i don't know it's just a lot she's mad because her name situation was happening but she was also um not changing it and it's just like okay so what are you doing i don't know so it seemed to me that she was just kind of wearing um you know um the trans umbrella basically kind of you know like a, like some people do nowadays just to fit in with other people or to be seen as cool you know and it's just really fucked up because it's like it's really fucked up when you have to pretend to be someone who's at the bottom of the totem pole in society you know the bottom of the hierarchy and, um, just to be cool, you know, but we're not going to sit here and, and, you know, uh, accuse her of that, you know, but anyway, she didn't really pay it any mind and I, the way she responded, it seemed like someone would respond if they wanted to still be cool with you and they also didn't want problems with the other person. So, um, I started to, you know, um, I stayed away from that topic with her because she clearly wasn't taking to it well. Um, I did mention it to her one more time, though, um, within the next few months or whatever, because it came up again. But basically, the guy comes over, and at one point he was like, you know, um, this is male A. He's like, um, hey, how you doing? And I was like, um... I'm well why are you what was what's going on he was like um was like oh nothing i just heard you singing and i wanted to do a duet with you or whatever and you know um i will survive was playing on the um radio at the job so i'm just like you know of course i'm really weirded out right now because i'm just like why is this dude talking to me and that's exactly what i asked him i was like why are you talking to me and he was like well i can't talk to you and i was like well you don't talk to me you don't even acknowledge me when I say something to you so yeah it is a bit weird he's like I talked to you and I was like no but okay what's up and he tried to continue to make conversation for like a second or two after that and then he you know said some parting words and, and made his way and I was just like what was the point of that it was really and it actually did get me upset and i didn't think about that being possibly the the point you know of why he did it so if i would have thought about that i might not have you know let him get what he wanted out of that situation but um i was a little upset because i was just like you know you're walking over here talking to me but you don't talk to me any other day like what is your problem when i stop talking to you that's when you want to start talking to me bitch please so that's what I'm thinking. So I move on past that and ever since I started working at the job, um, woman B, who was my um, she wasn't my boss, but she basically acted like the boss. like she was this woman, this older white woman in her 70s who um, did not leave me alone. She just was always harping on my back about something. She was always micromanaging me. She was always like going out of her way to like, you know, be overly, overly involved in every single thing that I was doing, even well past the point where I knew the job, you know, and I didn't need anybody babysitting me during my shifts. So I was getting, you know, that every day, my boss, who was a supervisor of uh, the cosmetic and the beauty departments, and she was um, a black woman, we'll call her woman C. And um, she was um, rude from day one. Like she was just like very like into herself and like, you know, uppity, but like for no reason, like horty-torty, you know? Because it's like, what are you being bougie for and you don't even know the job that you're expecting us to do that you should know as the manager of our department, you know? She's one of those bosses who doesn't know how to do anything and doesn't know the, the, the answers to anything procedurally or, you know, quality-wise, product-wise, or anything. And all she knows is how to be... A slave driver you know one of those people so she's like this uh, older black lady in her like 50s 60s and so I remember like the first day I was working she said something about some like some guy came in with like a a wig and a dress on um, but a beard and um, she basically said something like, you know, I mean, what do you, you come in here with a wig one and a beard, like pick one, you know, a dress and a beard. So it was just weird because it was just like, you know, this is clearly indication that I should not, you know, let it be known that I'm a transgender woman because, you know, um, it's not obvious, you know, with me, like in my everyday life and stuff like that. And like you know, it can be more easily deduced in certain situations. So like when I don't have a wardrobe um, and don't have clothes that fit me, right? You know, and um, I can't do my hair every day and then I go to work and it's like, I'm somewhat a mess. You know, not a mess, but like, you know, a mess in my opinion, Um, not looking the way I wanna look and then it's like, okay, so, you know, I'm not able to get away from people's prying eyes, basically, uh, wondering about me at that point, because, you know, then people are like, okay, what's going on here? Something's, something's off about this picture. But, you know, I was really on my P's and Q's at that point. And then, you know, thank God she had to, she got, she was gone for like, medical leave for like six weeks so i was there and i just did not see her you know so it was a really cool experience dealing with that but then of course i'm still dealing with woman b who's my you know this older woman white woman who's you know micromanaging me and she's just like you know just going in on me every day and multiple times, multiple days, I called her out and I was like, you know, we can't keep doing this. Like, you know, tried to get her to calm down and she was relentless. So um, eventually I came in one day and there was a white coworker with a customer. I didn't know where she was. And I needed to get my keys cause you have to have keys when you're working in jewelry. Cause you have to lock every door behind you, um, every door you go in and out, all that good stuff. And um, you gotta be able to get in the cases to get the jewelry. So I'm looking, I don't see her. Uh, this woman, we'll call her woman, D or no we've got A, B, and C so yeah, woman D who uh, worked at another department within our store but technically she was they were their own entity so they weren't Macy's employees and she comes up and she's like the boss of that particular you know, she's the boss of that, you know, entity or whatever, at least this local one in our mall, so you know, and then also the kiosk in the middle of the mall so she went she came up to me and she was like asked me if I saw her I was like I don't know where she is and then she was like um well she's with a um she was like well um I think she's with a customer there was a white girl who uh came in in with a white guy or with a black guy and she's got a black eye and I was like first I thought okay these play on words did I hear this wrong? And then she was like, black guy, black guy, and I was, white girl, and I was like, after I asked her to repeat herself. So, at this point, I'm just sitting here like, why did you have to specify the race of the guy who was with her in her race when you're saying that she has a black eye? It seems like you're insinuating that this black man gave her a black eye. Well, come to find out there was no black man with her. No black man in sight. I asked Pam. Pam said there was never a black man with her when the lady left the store. So the woman did have a black eye, but there was no black guy, you know? So, you know, I was a little, I was more than a little taken aback by that. It's not a good way to start my day. And I even asked Woman Deed back over to ask her what she meant when she said there was no black man with her. And she was like, no, 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 you're mixing up two different situations. She was like, there was a white girl with a black eye who came in, and then there was also a black guy trying to steal it from the store at the same time. And I said, oh. And at this point, I'm thinking to myself, bitch, what kind of load of crock is this? But, and I'm also getting upset because at this point, I know, I've basically gotten confirmation that, you know, she's on some racist bullshit right now and she thinks I'm going to be on board or maybe she's trying to be cheeky so I spoke to a team lead who's they're technically managers but like they're managers in training so they don't really have the same amount of power I guess but I talked to this woman Um, We'll call her woman. We're not going to call her anything because she's only in the story for like a second. And I basically was like, hey, this is what happened. I'm kind of confused about this. You know why she would have said this. And she goes on, this random woman who's in MIT, goes on to explain this. And she's white as well, just like the other lady. Who They're both Bosnian. And she goes on to tell me that, you know... Uh, this story about this black woman who tried to return a dress and it was sweat stained and you know, stin- she said it was stinky and all kinds of stuff and she said she couldn't take it back and she said it smelled bad, um, it, uh, yeah it was stinky like I said and then I didn't realize that I had just said stinky even though I literally just said it <laughs> so that's why I said smelled bad but no her words were stinky. Um, that it stank and that it was sweat-stained. Uh, there were sweat stains all over it. And she said, she argued with the lady about not taking, you know, she basically told the lady she couldn't take it back. The lady kept trying to argue with her and rolling her neck and pointing her finger. And she's literally doing this, like acting out the, the neck rolling and the pointing, finger pointing. And she's telling me about this black woman a customer in a situation that happened a long time ago for her. And then she ends the story after she says, you know, I couldn't return it because the woman was, you know, because it was clearly in the state that it was in. And I'm just, like, thinking to myself, so what on earth did that have to do with my story? Like, what on earth, Why? how how did you make me feel, you didn't make me feel that this was any less racist, what this woman said. All you really just told me is that there's an environment of racism here. And it's tolerated. That's all you just told me. It was really fucked up. So, I'm sitting here, and I'm like sitting here with this information. So I, at this point, I'm like really kind of like out of it. It's not a good start to the day, and this is all within the first like 30 minutes. And then 30 minutes later, I end up dealing with this woman, uh, woman B, who's um, my senior at the job in my department, who's always over my breathing over my neck. Um, telling me I can't talk to a coworker, I can't say hello, I'm talking too long to the customers, you know, things like that. And um, she ends up leaving, she takes my keys, leaves her keys in the bay, which is already, you know, a no-no. Then she leaves her keys in the Diamond uh, Bay case, in one of the cases that, you know, would have made it easy for a customer to steal all of the jewelry in that, all of the diamonds in that case. And it was one of our top cases where all the wedding bands are. So it's just, it was it was crazy. Cause it was like, at this point, this was like the third time that she had left something unlocked or um, a door open or whatever um, on my watch. And at this point I started, it was a pattern that did not, sit well with me. So I knew I had to report this, especially since this is a woman who has been giving me hell about leaving one case open once and said the next time it happened she was going to report me. So I reported her before she could report me because she couldn't because I never left a case open again to this day. And I also reported uh that one manager who I didn't name um, or give a letter for, and I reported the other manager of the entity within the Macy's who doesn't technically work for Macy's. And I was just like, this is just a lot, and I don't know what's going on today. And ever since then, I put a mark on my back. I faced retaliation, you know, um, from that lady in particular, for instance, she would just, she she made it her mission to basically try to give me help. She would like interrupt me when I was talking to someone else and she would come over and just insert herself in the conversation, then redirect the conversation and the person so that they are walking away, talking to each other. Like I never was in a conversation with that person. You know, this is woman D. And, um, so she would do things like that. She also would say things like, "Oh, is that Lynn? But she wouldn't speak to me. So it's like, I'm on your mind all the time. You're noticing me when I'm walking through the hallways, but you're not saying anything to me. That's antagonistic, you know? And then, then she, it got to the point where she reported me. So... I gave this dude my number, getting the courage up and just writing my number down on a post-it note. And I put, if you should need it on the post-it note. And I put, I walked over to him, put it down on on the uh, counter in front of him at his department. And he works at that department within the store that makes him not technically an employee with us, you know, under that lady woman D. So, you know, He picked up the number and then he walked out the store. Two weeks later, I get called to the office and I'm basically being reported for sexual harassment. And no one used those words, but like the way they, the formal way that they approached me, the way they brought me in the office, the way they told me, made it seem as though I was like some creep. You know what I'm saying? When all I did was once give this guy my number, I did not pursue him. You know, indefinitely or or continuously. I did not um, flirt with him in any crazy way. All I did, I didn't talk about his body. All I did was give him my fucking phone number on a post-it note. And you called me to the office and you're writing me up because I did what? Because I did that? Are you serious? So at this point, I'm like, okay, so I'm being discriminated against because I'm a transgender woman by my job. I'm also being discriminated against by... Um, this, this dude, because I don't know if he was put up to it by the boss lady or what, but I know she had something to do with it because I was told by the store manager that she came in with him to report it. And he had written up, allegedly written up a statement or something. And I'm like, um, what? It was this important? So why am I being talked to about this? Like, what was the problem in this? Because I know there is no rule against giving your phone number to a co-worker. So what exactly happened here? And she said, well, if someone said, they told me, and this is two managers in a meeting speaking to me. This wasn't just like a manager pulled me to the side and said, hey, Lynn, you know, whatever. You know, not that I even felt like that would have even been necessary in this situation. But like, you know, if you don't want to be pursued by someone, you just hope that they don't pursue you again. And if they do a second time, you make it clear. Or how about this? You make it clear the first time, you know? But like, I never in the two weeks after that approached him again, I never said anything else to him. I never anything, so it was just, it, 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 it seemed very obvious that, you know, they were trying to make me uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? It seemed very obvious to me that my job was basically trying to let me know that it is not OK for me to be a transgender woman and to approach a guy at my job. That's that's what I got from the experience, because I've never in my life reported a man for giving me his number, a coworker or anybody. I've never been reported for giving somebody my number, which I rarely do you know all these things you know clearly i misread the situation not thinking that he liked me i didn't think he liked me but i thought well i kind of thought he might be you know slightly interested but that's just because you know um um i am an interesting person <laughs> but and most dudes are interested you know let's just be real but um you know i will mention that he is um middle eastern I don't know exactly where he comes from but you know he's very stereotypically middle eastern you know and like I don't know if that had something to do with it if it was because it's against his religion um to be with a transgender woman and he could tell that I was transgender or maybe it was because I'm black I don't know what the reason is but the best way I made sense of it was that you know, well clearly at the end of the day, it's all discrimination. Cause it's like, you should never be bringing somebody to the office cause they gave that phone number to somebody. Like I would have been asking, okay, so what did she do after that? Did she hit on you in some uncomfortable way? Did she keep pursuing you afterward and you just don't feel like you can say no to her? Like what exactly are you speaking to me in my office for? If I were the manager, if I were the manager, that's what I would have been asking. But they took this and they ran with it. So, at this point, when I got called into the office over that, and then the other thing, it was over. You know, I was like, ready to let everybody have it. The other thing that they caught me in for, because they spoke to me about two things in this one meeting, Um, they were like, um, so, Um, basically this white co-worker who had just started in the the department and basically rubbed everybody wrong initially from the jump, you know, Um, especially this Asian woman um, who works with us and um, we'll call this woman who rubbed everybody wrong um, person, woman E. And she was, she's this like 40-something, 50- something-year-old white woman she's 40 43 or something and she you know was just throwing shade at everybody in the in the job you know in her own little white woman way and it was just really petty like she talked about a smudge on this one white chick's purse she talked about that same white chick's accent and how nobody could sound like her because she's you know um she sounds good We'll be real. She sounds like a black person. And um, she grew up in black areas and she's got a black family. But um, you know, there's that, and then there's um the Asian woman. She she basically tried to paint her as this like hostile, evil, um, angry bitch. And she and the older woman, woman, uh, woman B, who is the 70-something year old. White woman in our department who's been harping on me, um, she and that woman were both in cahoots talking about, you know, the Asian woman we work with and how volatile she was in a situation um, that, you know, woman E's first day. So um, there's some argument um, or disagreement between um, woman B, the senior white lady who nags me to who was nagging me to um between her and the asian woman and so and you know woman e just kept holding on to that situation and basically trying to make it bigger than it was to paint this asian woman as a threat so you know she ends up accusing me of trying to steal her purse about a month and a half after she got to the store not even a month and yeah, it was about a month, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. This woman literally just walked into the Diamond Bay or the Metal Bay with the precious gemstones, with her empty lunchbox swinging all over the place in her purse, and she's accusing me of stealing, of trying to steal her stuff. She asked me to hold her back because me and our white coworker, who she didn't, whose accent she didn't like because it was too hood. We both called her out on it and was like, we're like, you know, you can't, we jokingly were like, what you trying to steal girl? You know you can't take that stuff back there. You trying to get us in trouble. So she asked me, even though the white coworker was right next to her on the other side of the bay, she literally asked me from across the room to come over there, to go over to her and to hold her bag. So I did it. Then she accused me of trying to steal it. So I put it down. And then she uh, said something else and when she was accusing me of stealing it or whatever, loudly and in front of customers and coworkers and stuff, making it seem like this black woman is trying to hurt this white woman. I was like, damn, girl, I know I'm black, but I'm not going to steal your purse. And she was upset because I flipped the script on her like that. So she, you know, used her white woman tears and basically tried to make it seem as though I was attacking her and calling her racist. So she walked out in a puff of smoke. Little did I know that two days later I'd be called into the office for that and for giving my phone number away. So I went into the office, they talked to me about both of these things and I went home and typed up reports like no other. Since that day, and this was back on, I believe it was July 9th or 10th. Since that day, July 9th, I have literally been, I've literally written at least 15 or 20 different incident reports. Not to mention the emails and all that good stuff. Back and forth with HR. I opened an HR investigation into retaliation at my job among other things, um, you know, this woman was allowed to give me hell after, even after that initial report. She was allowed to withhold my keys. So if I worked with her, she would not give me my keys back and I would have to get creative on how I was going to get my keys. Cause she'd act like she didn't know whose keys they were. Um, and, and like, she couldn't give them to me, of course, cause I'm black, you know, but she could give them to a white coworker of ours. You know, who gave them to me? Um, She was, you know, commanding me to this place and that place and stuff. Like, you know, um, she tried to yell at me and tell me to go stand somewhere else. And I was like, girl, what are you talking about? Like, you're not gonna talk to me like this. I do not appreciate the way you're talking to me. I'm going to let you know right here and right now, I'm not the one you wanna play with, you know? And, you know, it was just ridiculous. It was an absolutely ridiculous shit show. And nothing was being done about this. Meanwhile, I'm getting written up for giving a doggone coworker my phone number. And they're telling me, well, because he's, it's because he's uncomfortable. He was uncomfortable. What the fuck did I do that made him uncomfortable? You know what I'm saying? Now I'm uncomfortable. Because here I am going through something that no woman goes through. What woman gets fucking talked to for giving her phone number to somebody? It's one thing if you're being, if you're actually harassing someone, then that could be considered sexual harassment. But for you to just offer your phone number to somebody and then walk away, that's not sexual harassment. That's not a problem. You didn't do anything bad to that person. And just because that person doesn't know how to deal with their own emotions, does not mean that you are responsible for it and i will never take that on and that really pissed me off like that was one of the biggest things that pissed me off when i was there because you know i knew why it happened and you know i did not like the way that it was making me look because it made it seem as though you know i'm just this you know creepy bitch who doesn't know how to take no for an answer when no was never even said. And I didn't even need no for an answer because I left his ass alone when I clearly got the hint two weeks later that he had not called me. But that wasn't enough. you know. I don't know if he was embarrassed that a transgender woman even had the audacity to ask him out. I don't know what the fuck the situation was, but at the end of the day, it really upset me and it really fucking set shit off that coupled with everything else that was happening. Because at this point, I've got that report. I've got the report of me uh, allegedly trying to steal something. I'm a black person. So clearly, you know, we knew that was coming. You know, um, I've got retaliation from managers, then um, woman A, the one who was claiming she was like trans or whatever, uh, or gender non-binary. And she goes by they and them pronouns or whatever. Um, That bitch stopped talking to me too. And um, started acting very passive aggressive with me and like micro aggressive. And until I called it out and I was like, oh, okay, so should I stop talking to you? She's like, yes, actually, yes. I would love for you to stop talking to me. I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, you got managers not talking to you anymore because you reported. And why did that happen? Because I reported male A so I don't even know why I said male A why I put male A because there were really no men working there really like just like a few of them and he was the only one working on the top floor and what do you call it um I had reported him after I got reported for giving my phone number to a co-worker I reported that dude because I was like okay wait a minute not only did I report to um woman A I reported to my boss, Woman C, I believe. I believe she was Woman C. Um, that I was uh, feeling uncomfortable with that dude because he kept looking at me in passing. So it, it, it migrated from him looking at me. You know, it migrated from him like, you know, um, um, you know, like like I said, he initially he was not talking to me. Um, Well, initially we hit it off. Then he stopped talking to me like I was some stigma or something. Then he started talking to me again when I started ignoring him. And then it migrated to, or escalated to, him like staring at me weirdly in passing and like not letting up. Like he would just like stare at me and I would like look back at him like, and he would just keep looking at me, you know? usually when someone looks back at you and catches you staring at them you like look away or something but like he would just look at me like no i'm looking at you i'm looking at you you know so like that was weird and then coupled with you not wanting to talk to me and so people like that are weird you know because then it's like okay it's one thing for you to be a starer or whatever okay but it's another thing for you to stare at somebody and act creepy with them. You know what I'm saying? Looking at them when they're, you know, for long periods of time when they're not even watching. And then in end when they're watching and you don't want to talk to this person. That sounds like somebody who wants something from you, but they don't want you. And they're being creepy and they might be dangerous. So I mentioned it to woman A, who was actually his manager his MIT and then I mentioned it to um both of our boss because he worked in a department where uh in the other department that my boss managed because like I said earlier she manages two departments so I mentioned it to her way before I gave my number to that dude way before um the white co worker started working with us woman e and uh started acting you know crazy with me and racist you know way before any of that and nothing was done about it there was no write-up because i felt uncomfortable i specifically used the word uncomfortable so it was just so hypocritical when and backward when They bring me in the office and they're talking to me about making somebody else feel feel uncomfortable by giving them my phone number on a post-it note. Cause it's like, but you didn't give a damn when I told you I was legitimately feeling uncomfortable for legitimate reasons. You know, I've heard more of, you know, someone doing something about somebody staring at you intently and not saying anything and acting creepy than somebody giving somebody a phone number and then somebody, them being called into the office because, you know, they're harassing someone so eventually I got to the point where i was just like done um they started playing on my wages um i was missing a check um for w- one week i came by and, and left and i didn't get a paycheck for the whole week then i started having uh wage discrepancies and then they were telling me that i wasn't gonna get paid for the time that i spoke to hr corporate over the phone for hours uh, on my own time so i decided i was going to file a charge of discrimination with the eeoc which i did and um um, that i was leaving before i even found another job and um that's where i am at this point so you know i just kind of wanted to i may get more into the details later but like you know this is a lot of talking (laughs) and like You know, you basically get the gist of the story and it's just basically, I bring this up because I'm thinking about what I want going forward. And I can't deal with this racism anymore. And I can't deal with the sexism anymore, you know? I'm not going to sit here and be the joke of, and the talk of the workplace. I'm not gonna sit here, I'm worth more than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like when I go into jobs, Like, people see me every day and they get so used to me that they start disrespecting me and treating me like I'm not the goddess I am. Baby, do you not know? Do you not know who I am? You can't treat me like shit. So, you know, I'm taking this remote job, working from home, $25 an hour. And I'm gonna enjoy myself because just like a great majority of black women across the country, because there have been studies that there have been studies that have been done that are speaking to uh, great numbers, great numbers of black women who are electing to take remote jobs instead of going back to the office ever since COVID because they don't want to deal with the racism anymore. How you wear your hair, you know, what you look like, how you speak, you know. Everything's always micromanaged, criticized, outlawed. And it's just like, you know, dealing with these petty-ass attitudes and these despicable people and then having to be professional with them, it's like, it's too much. If I have to be professional with an asshole, I would rather do it from the comfort of my own home, on my phone, on my computer. Real talk. So, you know, a lot more a lot more of us are speaking up about our you know racist interactions at work in public and a lot more of us are suing which is what we should be doing because this racism ain't going nowhere so you might as well go ahead and get paid